awaken your visionary and step in to the vortex of unlimited life force potential. This is the Visionary Vortex Podcast and I'm your host, Lauren Renee. And now begins the journey. Hello, beautiful human beings. Thank you for being here today, listening to the Visionary Vortex podcast. And I hope that you are ready to remember how magical and how powerful and how free you really are, because this episode with myself and today's guest, Katie Valentine, We go deep into a lot of different topics that I suppose really center around just how good this life gets to be when we realize the truth of who we are beyond all of the programming and all of the conditioning that tells us that we somehow don't have the choice over what we want to create and who we want to be and instead choose the path where we realize that we are powerful creators and that we can create the life that we truly desire and anything that we desire that is in full alignment for us is available to us and what I loved about this conversation with Katie is yeah, we, we really share this this deep belief in in the power of magic and manifestation, especially related to our own healing journeys and how the more that we delved into the ways that we had been programming, uh, had been programmed, uh, the more that we were able to intentionally manifest our lives. And she has been someone I have been following online for quite some time. We're both from Queensland in Australia which is awesome. And I've really seen how much she has transformed and created an amazing reality that she was really desiring uh, through her own healing journey and the way that she has been of service. Uh, She's also, yeah, I I just love her really uh, adventurous spirit. We're both uh, travelers and very intuitive in the way that we travel. She's a writer as well. Uh, Her words are amazing and uh, yeah, I just couldn't stop resonating with the things that she was saying online about so many different topics (laughs) that I just thought I need to chat to her on this podcast and it truly delivered. Uh, So if you don't know Katie, uh, she is an Australian-born and Barcelona-bred author, confidence coach, DJ and sound healer. Uh, She teaches humans all around the world how to use their mind to create their own reality and a sustainable internal world where they are happy, supported, safe and living on purpose. She uses various modalities such as transformative coaching, subconscious techniques, human design and sound healing, uh, which you'll hear more in this episode as she shares her story. Uh, that these were the tools that saved her from many years of depression, anxiety, and eating disorders. So definitely, uh, yeah, some great shares in this conversation. Uh, yeah, I, I love it. There's we, we set some intentions before this podcast around what we wanted to cover, and we ticked off all of them, of course, because we're magical manifestors. So uh, I'm sure you will hear uh, 
yeah, many pieces that resonate in in your own journey, wherever you're at uh, from this conversation that we have. Uh, Yeah, we talk about the things that uh, Katie's manifested into her life, uh, the path that she really took to create that. Uh, We even delve into uh, conversations around open relating as well and uh, navigating a life where you are really truly uh, in that state of flow and trust and intuitive guidance and uh yeah, noticing what feels good for you and and creating from that place. So I hope you receive a lot of inspiration from this and look forward to hearing from you on the other side. Recording in progress. Recording in progress. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome, Katie, to the Visionary Vortex podcast. I'm so happy that we are in space together and the stars have finally aligned for us to have this chat. We've kind of been rescheduling and switching things around because you've been super busy and you're sharing all of your magic to the world. Uh, But now is the time, as it always is, when these podcasts come together. Uh, So thank you for being here and thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's definitely divine timing today. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. What's been what's been happening for you in your world lately? would probably be easier to answer what hasn't been happening. (laughs) Um, I recently just moved back to Barcelona. I'm originally from Australia. I just moved back to Barcelona after seven months in Bali, um, going through many deaths and creating my online business. And I've just been using the world as my playground and my learning ground these past few months. And it's, um, yeah, I think I've been in about eight countries the past two months. It's been quite a ride. (laughs) Amazing. So good. So good that you have the freedom to move around in Europe at the moment. Yeah, I'm feeling really blessed about that. Yeah. And I know that one thing and I was just sharing before we we hit record that we have in common is like this real sense of adventure and creating these lives that just make the best stories (laughs) (laughs) and we're both writers as well Uh, I always enjoy the pieces that you write online so yeah maybe let's open this up with a bit of a interesting tale from this recent eight month eight country journey you've been on Okay, well, um, I had a feeling in my stomach back in March that my heart wanted to be back in Barcelona. And I sort of was watching from the sidelines, seeing how COVID went. And yeah, my stomach told me to go to Turkey first. And it just kept coming up, kept coming up. And I remember I went into a store to buy mascara and this woman was like, oh, this mascara is from Turkey. I was like, all right, universe, like I'm listening. And I went home and the flights to Turkey were two, two, two euros. I was like, okay, booked it. Didn't book my flight to Barcelona yet. And just decided to jump on this plane with my 24 kilos of luggage after seven months in Bali. Um, as I said before, going through many, many deaths and um, my own metamorphosis really. And I ticked off one of my bucket lists by going riding through the mountains and the hot air balloons in this little tiny town in Turkey called Cappadocia. And then I came back to Barcelona and I had no home, no idea what I was doing. I was sleeping on a friend's couch and I, and everyone's like, you're so calm. And I was like, well, the universe knows what I want. I've said, I want an apartment in this area with, with a terrace, da, 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 da. 
And then I bought a one-way ticket to Rome and I ran around um, ran around Florence. And my other bucket list was to go running through the sunflower fields. And I met this bartender at a motorbike and he was like, do you want to come on a two-day trip on a motorbike with me? I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And I went running through the sunflower fields. And while I was in Florence, the call came through um, that I'd saw my dream apartment and it was a little bit of a, I don't know if I can swear on here, but it was a bit of a shithole. And I just went, you know, I didn't even, I, I had someone FaceTime me and view it. And I was like, that's my apartment. My favorite, one of my favorite buildings was outside my window. It had a terrace and I was like, stuff it. I knew it was mine because it had the roof on my manifestation list. It was in the area of my manifestation. So I was like, whatever, it's mine. Then I kept going gallivanting around um, Italy and I came back and I signed the contract for seven years, which is the biggest commitment I've ever made because in my stomach and in my heart, I know that this is where I'm meant to be. And then I get back and my best friend calls me. He's like, I miss you. It's my birthday. Will you jump on a flight to Mykonos in the next hour? I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Threw some clothes in my, in my suitcase and went to Mykonos and, um, yeah, since then I've been to the south of France with one of my partners and yeah, it's just been a really, really beautiful adventure and this is the life that I wanted and I knew that I could have and it's all come to fruition and it is a very, very big pinch me moment. But in saying that, it's also like, no, fuck, I deserve this. Like I gritted my teeth and I worked for this. Yes, I love it and celebrating you. Amazing. <laughs> and it's like, you know, what I hear in that, it's like, you know, realizing that life is one big game and ultimately we're here to have what we want. Exactly. And it's, and in that there's just this ability to just fully trust, fully trust, like you said, in your gut. And mm. I've definitely had that experience, you know, even the last year and a half, there's been a lot of lockdowns here in Australia, but every single time I'll just get the intuitive hit to move somewhere else, pack up, go, go, go. And I've missed every single one. <laughs> For the last the year and a half, I've not, yeah, not sacrificed my freedom or not even, yeah, it's it's not even been intentional. There's been some moments where I'm like, oh, I don't mind if I'm locked down for a little bit, but then the intuitive hit is like, no, like freedom yeah. is something that you value so highly. And, and if you just trust, you're always going to get what you want and what you need. That beautiful intelligence that we have inside of ourselves and, you know, with artificial intelligence coming by 2029, the one thing that they can't take over is our intuition and our creativity. And when you connect with that intuition, when you really, really connect with it, it will lead you exactly where you need to be. And that is the biggest work that I teach in this world. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what you just said, that that is just, that's exactly why I have you on the, this podcast, because that's what it's <laughs> all about, is like that piece. And you know, people don't realize how important intuition and trusting in your own magic is because it's your secret pass out. Regardless of what's happening in the world, you still get to be the creator of your own circumstances. And, you know, we are the embodiment of that. Exactly. So amazing. And, and yeah, I would love you to share a bit about what your journey has been like to get to this point of really having that anchoring within yourself and that inner knowing. I'm pretty raw and open and honest about it because I'm on the other side of it, but I was a DJ for 10 years. Um, and on the outside, I was this happy tattooed party girl traveling every weekend, making thousands and thousands of dollars. And I had my perfect apartment in Melbourne, but behind closed doors, I had chronic bulimia. 
And I had what turned out to be a gluten intolerance, but I got put through the Australian healthcare system for five years. And they thought that, oh, my gut's not happy. So we're going to put you on antidepressants. And I was wrongfully prescribed medication when I wasn't depressed. So I became depressed. And I was drinking quite a lot whilst on these antidepressants. And I, um, my best friend found me in the shower one morning with my wrist all slipped up. And I was like, whoa. And I tried to come off the, this was why I slipped my wrist. I was trying to come off them without any help. And I remember I was DJing in France and I forgot to take my tablets with me. And I went to this French doctor. He converted it online and he was like, you're 24 years old. What the hell are you doing on this medication? I'm like, oh, they prescribed it for my stomach. And he's like, this is deadly. It's actually this type of effect sore has been taken off the market. They were just testing it out. So it took me six months to get myself off it. And then I went on this big, fantastic Europe trip and I, I got to see the world out there that beyond this, this world that I was living, traveling around Australia and throwing up in my apartment five days a week, that there was this whole world to explore out there. And so I came back and I wrote Barcelona on my mirror and lipstick. And I think this is where I started to play with manifestation. I didn't know the power of it. And someone who I'd met overseas, we were talking quite a lot. And he invited me to fly over to Barcelona for Valentine's Day. And I went on a series of dates and he opened me up to the world of being with high caliber men, being treated well. You know, I was dating Tinder guys who wouldn't even call me back and sleeping with DJs who like I was always chasing after. And he showed me what it was to be treated like a woman. Um, fast forward now, I just went to his house this morning to drop off my cat to him and his girlfriend. His daughter came through my program. She's one of my best friends now. It's insane. And um, I went back after flying 27 hours to him for Valentine's Day, 27 hours back. I went to a gig and I felt really empty. And I came home that morning, did my bulimia business. And I saw Barcelona written on my mirror and I went, oh my God, I've got all these these decks and designer clothes. I'm just going to sell it all, put all the money in an envelope, go to the airport and moving to Barcelona. And so I did. And the shock to my nervous system and all of the new, 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 obviously got rid of my eating disorder because I was just so involved. And then wherever you go, there you are. It's 11, 11 right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> wherever you go, there you are. So of course, um, a few months later, I got a job as the music journalist and TV presenter in Ibiza. And because I was on camera all the time, bam, my bulimia came back and it stayed with me for another three years. Um, and I came home from a party once and I woke up and I just saw all of this destruction before me. And I was like, if I'd lost three teeth and I was like, if I don't do something, like I'm going to die. And I remember typing into Google, like, please fix me, please fix me. And I found this hypnotherapist in Barcelona and I called him and I was like, well, like, I can't keep men. I, I never have any money. I'm bulimic. Uh, everyone's talking about me. I'm so paranoid. Da, da, da. And he said, you never have to tell me anything again. In the first seven to 14 years of your life, you, um, you develop low self-esteem. Um, I can reprogram it. I threw every cent that I had at him from my bank account. And in four sessions, I never put my fingers down my throat ever again. And Ryan is now, I went from his most dying, pathetic client to now his partner in healing. And he is the second therapist in my online program. And now all my clients get to go and meet him and reprogram their limiting self-beliefs. 
And as my journey went on and I reprogrammed my bulimia, I started to reprogram my low self-esteem. I, I started going to parties and not leaving crying. Like no, no one was actually talking about me. They never were, but I was just so paranoid. And I started having fun with this new brain of mine. And I was like, wow, what else can I reprogram? Okay, what about my money story? And now I've stepped into this big life of abundance where money is literally being thrown at me. Like two months ago in Turkey, um, an airline made a mistake. And they just emailed me this morning saying, we're returning you like seven times as much that you paid for your flight. And it's just thing, things like this. So long story short, I started to learn about the subconscious mind and how we have all of these limiting beliefs poured onto us. We come into this world as a blank, empty canvas and our parents and the Kardashians and TV and the news and all of them, Instagram and filters they put this program in our minds and we get to where I was at 27 years old, where uh, my low self-esteem no longer served me. And we can reprogram it through hypnosis, sound healing, meditation, NLP, EFT, all of the things that I, um, that I now have in my program. And yeah, I turned my healing journey and the healers that helped me in my journey into this six-week course. And now that is, that is what I do with my life. So <laughs> that's, and that's my very big spiel of my healing journey. Yeah, it was beautifully shared. <laughs> there were so many nuggets <laughs> of wisdom in that too. One thing, the first thing I picked up on that a lot of people I don't think realize is how much new comes out of chaos like you said you know you got into a new environment and suddenly you know that change of place completely changes who you are you know the the value of movement a lot of people are you know attaching to the you know the the wardrobe of designer clothes in their one place that they feel like they can never get rid of or you know the people that they've met that they don't want to get away from and are resisting this need to move somewhere and therefore it's keeping them stuck and rooted in all patterns. And then at the same time, sometimes those most chaotic moments when you're lying on the apartment floor, you know, feeling completely worthless and you see just that one glimmer of light, it's like that one glimmer of light becomes so clear because you are completely down in the depths of your darkness and we can create so much transformation from that space and that's something that, I've learned over my journey, even how you, you know, you said you recently went through all these deaths in Bali. No doubt that was because you've, you know, you've been through that death stage before and you know the magic that can come from that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's something really valuable for, for people to really understand as well, that when we're creating our own reality, we've got to be able to surrender to this process of death and stepping into the new. Mm -hmm. And of course, like you said, just waking up to all the programs it's wild yeah it's the most important work that we'll ever do and once you figure that out it's um it's the key to freedom it really is yeah and I feel once you start unraveling all of these unconscious beliefs and reprogramming and and valuing your self-worth I did a lot of um yeah subconscious reprogramming a few sessions last year as well and like especially around the money pieces and the self-worth pieces. Like I, I even notice now when, you know, I look in the mirror regardless of whether my body changes or whatever's going on, I just feel this deep love. And I was like, oh, a couple of years ago, like I had so much self-judgment there. And when you have those moments where you're like, 
I did this just by making the unconscious conscious. Exactly. Amazing. And you give off a different frequency as well. You know, I've put on five kilos since I moved to Europe. Every single person I see from my old life, oh my God, you've lost so much weight. I'm like, no, actually I'm radiating a completely different frequency and I feel good in my body. When I believe me, I felt that. I feel freaking amazing because I finally have a butt and boobs and I live in a country where it's celebrated, you know, Guinea mm-hmm. sure as hell doesn't taste as good as sangria and tapas over here. It's, um, it's a really, really beautiful place to be. And once you get to the core of, of your limiting self-belief and, and the most common self-belief is I am not enough, limiting self-belief, sorry. And when you don't feel enough, that you you can't your nervous system cannot hold money or or relationships you you sabotage and when you start to do that that reprogramming and starting to get your build up your own self-worth it flourishes in every single area of your life Mm, yes and and what I really want to tap in a bit more to this concept of frequency like you were saying as well because there was a one of our previous episodes we were talking about like the power of our voice and using that and how you know when we share that and we are at a high frequency just that alone you know creates transformation Mm. or subtle reprogramming in the people that receive it and being Mm. a DJ as well and a sound healer I I know that you'd be well versed in how this works as well so I'd love for you to share a bit of like your understanding of that and and sound frequencies and how that can transform people and what that kind of woke up in you in on your past as well and what you were doing. So the first time I experienced sound healing um, and it's so amazing once you figure out your purpose, how the universe gives you breadcrumbs to your soul. I was in Bali a few years ago and my studio partner was living there and we used to make music together he's like you've got to go to this place called pyramids of chi it's this big sound healing with like 100 people in a in a pyramid and I was like okay and I went and I had a full-on DMT mushroom experience without having anything in my body and I walked out and I ran to the studio with him and I produced this track like just in, in my brain and I was like wow that was so so powerful and I went back again and then I was like, wow, I really, really want to get into this, you know, as even if just for a hobby. And when COVID happened, I lost all of my DJ work in one day. I just remember getting email after email, you're cancelled here, you're cancelled here. I was like, well, there goes 10 years of my life. What am I going to do? My sound healing balls arrived in the mail and I went into a three-month lockdown. I was like, okay, universe, I guess I'm going to become a sound healer then. And the way sound works is our ears are connected to every single organ in our body. And you think of the organs like band members, like an opera playing and one band member is playing off key and the whole body gets thrown off. Our gut's playing off key. Um, anxiety and depression, um, these, these thought loops that we get stuck in and sound can actually go in there. And my sound balls and most sound balls are tuned to 432 hertz, which is the natural baseline of nature. And a lot of the music that we hear on the radio is 444 hertz, which unbalances the body. It gives us anxiety. And there was actually a test done where um, they played 44 hertz to plants and they grew away from the speakers and then they played binaural beats 432 and the plants wrapped around the speakers. And we are plants. We're 80 to 90% water. 
And when I play water in my sound bowls, it actually changes the taste because it changes the frequency of the water. And what I mean by frequency is we have this energetic field in front of us and it may sound really cliche, but cliches are riddled in truth. So I use them all the time. You get back what you put out. So if you're putting out this frequency of low self-worth, you know, I remember I'd walk into a club and someone would say something really fucking horrible to me because I was already feeling like shit. Last week, I went to a techno party for the first time in so long, somewhere that would have triggered my social anxiety, but I felt so good. And by the end of the party, like every single person was my best friend. I had everyone's number messaging me Monday going, I don't know what it is about you, but I just love being around you because I feel good in myself. And then I make other people feel good. So um, when it comes to frequency, it really comes down to the words that you tell yourself and depression and anxiety are the the catalyst for depression and anxiety are the words that you tell yourself the thoughts that you think in your head and I'm not a huge believer in I am affirmations but I am a huge believer in speaking so when I was in Turkey with my friend I bought a this amazing dream catcher for my apartment in Barcelona she was like but you don't have your apartment in Barcelona yet and I was like shh I'm buying this for my apartment in Barcelona and I've got it hanging up over here. So I was like, yep, that's right. I I spoke as if I already had it. And then my body starts to believe that I already have it. And the universe is like, okay, your nervous system can handle that you want it. So we're going to start giving it to you. So frequency is literally just the words that you say to yourself and your mind's biggest your mind's number one job is to save you. So if you're telling it things like, I'm so hungry, I could eat a horse, you're going to overeat. If you tell it things like, um, oh my God, I don't want to go to work tomorrow, bam, you wake up with a flu. I don't want to do this presentation. I hate this person at work, bam, this person's going to keep being mean to you, keep being mean to you. So when you start to tell your mind better lies, you start to give off a different frequency. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I loved how, loved how you shared all of that. And it's all so important because I, I, I do that as well. I'm like, <laughs> I'll say something that, you know, I know I'm working towards that I'm manifesting in. And then someone will be like, what, what do you mean? Or say something else. And you're like, don't, <laughs> this is the field I'm creating. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. What's, um, yeah. So your apartment's been an incredible, incredible manifestation that's come in for you. What else has been a really amazing or surprise piece that you've called in through this one? Um, I, I believe that my partners, I always call in the exact partner that I need at that time. I did a, a six month celibacy in Bali and um, I completely cleared myself of men, learned how to give myself pleasure and learned to be my, my number one dream partner. And then when it started to come to calling in my partner. I was like, okay, well, I'm submissive in the bedroom. So I was calling in someone dominant. And then I was like, all right, let's play around. I want him to be a generator in human design and taller than me. And I want him to be European because I want him to have that quirky, fun personality and understand the concept of how much I traveled. And I was going, I was holding my own, um, which I'd manifested as well. I was holding my own mushroom ceremony at this um, Bali Burning Man kind of festival and I went to this, um, this guided intuition for entrepreneurs masterclass and I sat behind this tall, tall man. And I was like, oh, my God, he's beautiful. And I heard him speak and I was like, oh, my God, he's German. 
And then the, the class ended and I was at dinner and I said to my girlfriend, I was like, you know what? I have a feeling like my new Dom partner is at this festival. And she's like, oh my God, I know just the person to introduce you to. She turns around, she goes, said his name, come over here. And I was like, no freaking way. It's the guy sitting in front of me. And me and him just went, oh, you look at each other and you know that you're about to either fuck, up, fuck each other's worlds up or something really, really amazing is about to happen. And it was when I learned to communicate boundaries with men as well. I was like, hey, I've done a celibacy. I need to know whether you're worthy of coming into my body. I'd love to spend the weekend with you and see how I feel at the end of it. Also, I'm submissive and he's like, well, I'm dominant. And he had like all, anyway, like he had all the things. And we went to like a few tantric classes together and we really got to know each other. And then at the end I said, you know what? Yes, I would, I would like to be with you. And he was a very big playground for me. And this was um, my first time going into polyamorous. So I've always been open and he had another partner and I was aware that they had an emotional connection, but I wasn't aware of the depth of it. And in his space, I learned so much about myself and this beautiful manifestation. And then um, I put up some boundaries to be in a polyamorous and he unfortunately broke one of those boundaries thinking that, oh, you know, she'll get over it. But it's not that big. But me and my self-worth was like, no, motherfucker, like you, but you, one of my boundaries, chow, you're done. I canceled it. We were meant to travel around Europe together. I was like, no, nah, I'm taking myself like chow. And then he kind of kept coming into my, and this is going to come back to my apartment manifestation. He kept messaging me and my heart started going, oh my God, like, you know, this is the closest thing I've ever found to everything I've ever wanted. Maybe I should just jump back in. And I was like, no, 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 no. And I sat with my stomach, my hand on that beautiful intuition. I'm a sacral authority and human design generator. Um, non-specific manifester and I was like what's what's happening I was sitting in Florence looking over the whole of Florence I'm like universe what's happening they're like your apartment's trying to come through your apartment's trying to come through so I sent him a message I was like hey um I called him daddy because that's like the kink I was like hey daddy like thank you for everything that I learned in this um this container with you I'm so proud of the woman that I became and I thank you for all of these beautiful experiences I, I ticked off so many bucket lists and manifestations in Bali with him um, but I'd appreciate if you never message me again I want to close this container and he he was very sad about it and one hour later my best friend's mom sent me a link on Idealista she was like look at this place and I was like that's my apartment <laughs> there it is so um yeah and, and uh, the turkey was a, a very big manifestation um even my clients you know I sit in my in my altar every morning and I say I want to be having these kinds of conversations I want to be having these kinds of women come through and this is their pain points you know when I got the apartment I did five discovery calls and all of those people came into my container and they are all people that I want in my container um I manifested yeah, just what's my manifestation list now? I just ticked off my terrace and my floors being painted. I've manifested someone to come make my dream sound healing bed so I can start doing sound healings out on my terrace. And um, now I'm calling in uh, expansion for my app and investors, which I'm meeting with one on Monday. And yeah, I mean, now that I know the manifestation formula, which is being in your highest worth, knowing what your manifestation um, type is, specific or non-specific, 
and taking aligned action, mm. believing that you deserve it. Mm. Resonated so much as usual with everything mm. that you say. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I had a really similar parallel story to that uh, around the relating piece and, and this like that real need to close a container too in order for the new to come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing love space. Yeah, it was March this year. I was I did a little self-pleasure ritual in my van and I was just like at that time I was having a connection that wasn't so great. It was kind of a lesson, like a karmic closure of a similar energy to an ex. And I was like, what do I want to call in? Like I really want some playful relationships. I was calling in like a European man that's really in his fluidity and really open and fun and wanting to explore new dynamics. Like I'm like, I just want someone that's really fresh and new and fun and then I went to a tantra festival a week later and at the end of it I meet I'm sitting next to this French guy and we just dropped in instantly and went so deep and just having this yeah (laughs) this around four month connection it was so much growth and healing and again like first real deep dive exploration of polyamory for me where it was with another single poly person like before that Mm. it was just exploring outside of relationships Mm. Uh, but then it, similar to you, it got to a point where things weren't working. He was overstepping boundaries of what I wanted and I kept going back, but then something in me was like, no, nope, it's got to go, got to cut, ended it um, fully, exa- like how you said, really intentionally closed the container. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think I said to you uh, on one of your comment threads one time, you were sharing something around wanting to call in your primary partner. And I was like, that's what I yes. want. You know, that experience really, yeah. really made me realize that. And I was like, mm. I think by closing this container, that person's going to come in. And, and they did. Of course they did. I'm going to be more specific though, because this one's long distance <laughs> at the moment. Right. right. If you're not specific, you get this thing that sort of kind of looks like what you want, but it's not quite, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, relationships are my playground. Men are my playground and I use them as my lessons and every time something goes wrong, I go, okay, what is this trying to teach me and how can I learn that lesson so I don't keep calling in the same karmic partner and I can up-level and grow and grow and in every relationship I do, I am the woman I am today because of the incredible men that I've had the opportunity to grow around. Mm, I love that. And it feels like, yeah, there's a, there's a similar thread there around being able to see relationships. Yeah. As this growth place mm. for expansion and for, mm. for the beautiful connection, but yeah, in this kind of space where the relating is more open. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to hear a bit more about how you've really navigated that for you personally and how it's even come into your world and what you've learned from it. Um. I think that I've always just been kind of open. I've had lovers. Um, I've traveled quite a lot. Um, you know, I'm still best friends. You know, I dropped off my cat to my ex-lover's house this morning. Um, I've always had these deep connections. And then I really understood polyamorous um, when I was in Bali. But when I came back here, I, I had the intention of being open and the day after that I cut off my ex, um, I met someone on a dating app. You can, on this dating app, Raya, you can put, you know, I'm from Barcelona, but I'm traveling through Italy. And I get this message from this awesome man who's an ear doctor. Hello, I'm a sound healer. 
And he's like, I'm in Florence tomorrow. I'd love to take you to lunch. I'm going on my way to Sardinia. And then when I'm back in Barcelona, we could see. And I was like, sorry, I'm not going to be in Florence tomorrow. I'm going way, I'm, I'm an hour away from there right now. And I'm going way more up into the countryside tomorrow. And he's like, I'm going to come. I've changed my flight. I'm going to come tonight and take you for dinner. I'm like, dude, I'm not even near Florence. But I don't care. I'll get a taxi. And he came and he met me. And I was like, why are you doing this? And he goes, a real man knows when he's met someone one of a kind. He's like, you, Katie Valentine, are one of a kind. Mm -hmm. And we just had, we sat down on the floor and had this picnic and we had the most amazing time. And um, he went off on his adventure. I went off on mine. We came back together in Barcelona and we had this really incredible month together. Really, really beautiful. And he's gone back to New Zealand until next year. And when he was leaving, he's like, I know you're going to be with your other lovers or you may meet someone else while I'm gone. But he's like, let me have raised the bar so fucking high that the next man that comes into your life doesn't treat you any less than I do. And I was like, okay, I promise. <laughs> and it was just so beautiful. And um, when he left and we closed our container, I actually went to go meet someone to be who was interested in my dating app that I've been spending the past year writing, which is now about to go into the making side. And we just had the best time. And he was like, I really, really like you. I was like, yeah, me too. We went on a few dates and then we ended up opening a container together. And um, I just went to St. Tropez with him last weekend, went on this beautiful adventure. We had a month together and um now he's uh, gone back to America. We closed the container. And when I close these containers, it's the kind of relationship that I will have for the rest of my life. If we're both single, we're in. You know, I have a lover in Belgium. If I'm in Belgium, we have such a deep connection. I, I call him the boyfriend experience. He's one of the only people in the world that I could handle sitting down and watching Netflix with or going grocery shopping. I can't do mundane stuff like that in relationships. It freaks me out. And um, I haven't seen him for three years and maybe in a few months I might see him and it'll be the exact same. So I'm a very much a lover. Um, and at this stage of my life, I don't see myself being with one particular person forever. And if I was, um, and they ticked quite a lot of boxes, I would want to be open together. So mm -hmm. for me, that looks like being um, with other people when we're not in the same country, say he lives somewhere else. And then when we are together, participating in um, the swingers clubs and threesomes and foursomes and things like that. Beautiful. Yeah, mm. I love it. I love it. And um, yeah, I'd love you to share a bit more about how you integrate these experiences like into your own growth and evolution mm. as well. So every time I leave a partner or close the container with a partner, I actually do a mushroom ceremony where I take a very quite a freaking weird, like crazy high dose of mushrooms. And um, what they, what psilocybin does is it brings, it's like moving through something really quickly. Um, especially when I go through the sad, sad breakups, like I did um, when I left Bali, it was one of those breakups where I thought I was going to die. You know, that, that feeling of like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. And um, I feel like it, it's like watching a movie screen. You watch your whole relationship and you go, wow, there's where I grew and this is the lesson and da-da-da. And, um, yeah, and as for integrating it into my own life, my biggest lesson that I learned with my ex was my self-worth and that just it just naturally 
translates into all areas of your life and and you don't really notice it I actually wrote a poem um I was in Monaco a few weeks with my lover and he left early and I was walking the streets and I saw this beautiful building and I fell to my knees and I started crying because I was so busy living and having so much fun that I hadn't realized that my my heart had gone from my throat back down into my chest and you know my stomach that I'd been sucking in and my jaw that I kept clenched like everything had had just slowly gone back into its place and trauma had integrated. And I just, I didn't even notice. It was just this quiet little moment with myself where I went, holy fuck. Like I thought I was going to die and now I've never felt more alive. Beautiful. And I feel at the core of it, like, cause so many people are curious when they've never explored polyamory or open relating as well. And I feel you know, with what you share. so normal to me. And then people were yeah. like, oh my God, what the hell? You had three partners. I'm like, oh my God, that's right. It's not normal. Ah, society. Yeah. Ah. And I feel the self-worth piece is a really big thing. It's like people don't realize how much they are relating from that, from using someone outside of them to validate self-worth and that those attachments. And, and you know, as you said, this all opened up when you were going really deep with the subconscious patterns. And it's like, I feel that's what happens. The more that we heal from all of these layers of conditioning and we realize that we are our own primary partner always, regardless of what dynamics we are in, then, then it becomes an easeful process. Yeah. As a DJ for 10 years, I spent so many years chasing after DJs that I thought loved me and and I've been abandoned and rejected so many times because that was the frequency that I was giving out. And when I started to use, use it as a playground and, and up-level my worth in these containers with these beautiful men, um, it's where everything changed for me. Mm, amazing. And I do really want to go down a little bit into your experience with utilising kink for healing as well because that's been a part of my journey too. I was, I was even just sharing today when you come into spaces like that, which often people again perceive as something different to what it really is, when you have awareness of how the subconscious mind works, you see in these kind of dynamics how much you actually are doing subconscious reprogramming. And yeah, we'd love to hear if that's been your experience as well. Subdom isn't something that I do, it's a place that I go. And I never really truly explored it in the way of healing. I've been submissive my whole life until I realized it was my kink. There are women out there that are submissive in their relationships in a very, very unhealthy way because they don't know about it and they don't know how to navigate it. They're in toxic dominant with dominant partners. And I was on my healing journey in Bali going through all my deaths and um, caught in this beautiful partner. And I remember we went into the subspace one night after I just had a big healing session um, with my healer. And I actually used my body as a vessel to heal some of my mom's pain that I know that my mom went through. And I think that she pushed down. And so I've come here to break the generational trauma. And it was really, really intense to me. And then I was up in the jungle with my beautiful partner and he um, tied me up and put me in subspace and um, I really went to a different place. I completely like fell backwards. Like I, I almost fainted in the most pleasurable, most incredible way. I was completely constrained with hot candle wax all over me. 
And I remember falling back into his arms and crying and crying. And I just felt something click in my subconscious. And I remember he, he just sat there and held me. And um, if you're into subdom, you'll know that there's a part called aftercare where you have been constrained and you require a lot of love and attention and a lot of affection. And he just held me for an hour while I cried and just cooed me and kissed me. And it was um, the safety and the, the certainty of a man that my little subconscious child in a child needed and something changed in me and I woke up the next day and I felt like I'd been through 10 years of healing. So it can be a really, really magnificent and beautiful space. I've also been a dominatrix for partners who have wanted to explore submissive. And it's really incredible because these men are so dominant in their lives out in the real world, having to be someone that they just love coming home and having someone tell them what to do. And it felt really empowering for me because obviously I have some wounds around men and like I got to let out my anger towards men, not that it was super violent, but some of the things that I, I did for them. And, you know, afterwards me giving them the aftercare that they needed and loving them and hugging them and them just saying, Katie, like I can go back out into the world and I can be an incredible boss tomorrow and I can be an incredible father um, because of this space that you've given me. So it can be very powerful when used correctly. Um, you know, I'm on, on a website called FetLife and I get, I've got a very, very well-written detailed profile. And at the end of it, it says, please send me this verb from Greek mythology. So I know you've read my profile and you know exactly who I am. And I'm getting stuff on there every day, like, bitch, let me come and tie you up. And there is a lot of really um, unsafe kink out there. So it's very important to know why you're in it, what your kinks are and what you're hoping to get out of it. Not just meeting some dude on Tinder and letting him tie you up in handcuffs and spank you and slap you across the face. That's not what this is about. And it is not what Fifty Shades of Grey is either. That just is so, such a distorted, weird view on kink. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thanks for bringing that to the conversation because, yeah, like any of these spaces that we've kind of mentioned, whether it's open relating or, or kink or you know, party scenes, things like that, they can either be places for destruction or places for healing, places for taking us more deeply into the patterns that are holding us and holding us back or liberating us from them. Exactly. Um, what would you say is the, the piece that separates the two that an individual needs? Mm, I think that it's all about um, communication. Just like I said, I was at that festival with what was about to be my my partner and um I wrote him down a big very big message and I said this is what I need it to look like leading up to us being intimate this is what I need it to look like during and this is exactly what I need from you afterwards and if you're willing to commit to those three things then yes I'm willing to let you in my body and I'm willing to go into subspace with you. So it's it's this really empowering place where you can discuss everything. You can have a safe word and you can say, these are my no's, these are my boundaries. This is what you don't do with me. Mm, absolutely. And I find, yeah, for me now, I really feel drawn to it when I have found this new shadow piece that's around power dynamics in my life. I'm like, oh, now that's come to light in my awareness and I've worked through this in the ways I can. I'm like, I want to get in subspace or I really want to get in my dom because I feel like I haven't been activated in my power. I've been afraid of my own power. And 
in those spaces you realize you can be in either one of those dynamics and still be loved yeah exactly feel, yeah. yeah we're really and it's not one of the other is like you know we're not it's totally. not being loved not being loved exactly I'm not enough like I said mm. I haven't been loved I haven't been held I haven't been seen um, and that's also not to say that I don't enjoy I mean I wouldn't call it vanilla sex but just normal sex as well my past two partners haven't been dominant in any way whatsoever actually one of my partners was quite submissive and um I still I still thoroughly enjoy it mm. yeah ah I love love mm. the place that we've like we had all these ideas of where we wanted to go on this this episode and I think we've we've gone to all of them yeah I love it I love it good intention so really. for guiding good. me so beautifully and of course like as you as you mentioned you've created this beautiful program that encompasses all of your healing experiences as well if you want to share a bit more about that or anything else that you're offering as well it's called metamorphosis and it's um my healing journey you know when the caterpillar goes into the cocoon it doesn't know it's becoming a butterfly and the butterfly cells start attacking it and it's literally stuck in this cocoon getting attacked by new cells and dying a death and there's no idea what's happening on the other side and so I created my own healing journey um, and curated in a beautiful way with the two healers that helped me so much on my journey so it's six weeks with three healers and the first week is with me getting down to the limiting self-beliefs. I know all those weird little tiny places to look that you don't, you might not know where to look. And I take those limiting beliefs and we create your morning routine as well, which I think is so important. Um, connecting with yourself before you, before you start your day and everyone else connects with you. And then I call my hypnotherapist and I go, these are the limiting self-beliefs that I've picked up on. And he creates to your own personalized hypno session. And then he comes to me and he goes, well, this is what I've dug down and discovered. And the third week we do your human design, which is when your soul comes into your body, not uh, astrology, which is when you first come into the world. It's um, literally how your body is designed, your digestion, your manifesting formula, your um, your responses. What is What organ is your authority? Like I said before, my sacral. And then on the fourth week, you go to my astrologist for your soul blueprint. And this is where your purpose and why you're here on this earth really starts to come through and what you're here to heal and the traumas. So the fifth week you come to me, we do breath work, sound healing, Reiki, all of it, get it out of the body. We store our issues in our tissues, get it the fuck out of me. And then on the sixth week, sixth week, we take everything that you've learned and we just create you a game plan of this new person that you've become the butterfly and what's your butterfly game plan. And um, it's been really, really beautiful to, to host, you know, I've had friends come through it. my ex-boyfriend's daughter, as I told you, who has now become my best friend from it. Um, and these people come in sometimes as strangers. And after the sixth week, I'm like, I know everything about you and I fucking love you. And yeah, I'll cry talking about it because it's just, it's, um, it's, it's, it's an idea that came to me when I was playing, you know, I was in, it was one year ago, I was going to Ibiza and just for a break. And on my, on the plane ride there, I'd had a glass of wine to celebrate my holiday. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to turn my healing journey into a program. And one year later, exactly. I'm jumping on a plane to Ibiza today to relax and get my mind away from everything that I've been doing and I know that I'm going to have another aha moment and something else. Oh, come through. Brilliant. Um, 
I also, you know, my, my purpose in this world is to inspire others to lead an extraordinary life by conquering their subconscious mind. So I have a lot of free meditations on Insight Timer. I hold a lot of free masterclasses on there, teaching, guiding people. I just had my first big one a few weeks ago, 400 people showed up, you know, one year ago, it was three people. So it's expanding in growth and I have um, a little mini book of poetry for five euro on my website. Um, it's 50 short stories and poems of death and growth and love and trauma and triumph. And yeah, I just try and make healing accessible to everyone and make it fun because it doesn't have to be fucking scary. It doesn't have to be sitting across from a psychologist going, how does that make you feel? It can be fun and messy and raw and fertile. And yeah, that's my, that's my purpose in this world. Uh. <laughs> I couldn't come over and find and in my heart. <laughs> so if you're still listening to my ramblings, you can come over to my space on Instagram, Katie Valentine Heal. I post every minute of every day and I'm everyone's best friend on there. And it's my small little community. And yeah, it's my life and my love. Oh, brilliant. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm so touched and inspired by you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for all the so nice to just come here and be be myself after you know 28 years of not being able to be myself and only just stepping into me these past couple of years yeah so thank you for holding this gorgeous space you're so welcome and thank you everyone for listening thank you for tuning in and receiving the healing frequencies and powerful messages in today's episode i would love to hear which pieces really landed for you what really warmed your heart you can message me or tag me on instagram at lauren renee intimacy or our podcast account visionary underscore vortex and of course leave us a review and subscribe there is plenty more where this came from from myself and other amazing visionaries until next time may all of your desires manifest